Hello and welcome back to UNE Gaming Society Radio on 106.9 Tune FM. I'm your host for the night, Blake Green, and I am with Crystal. Hey. And Kate. Hi. We are coming to you from the same place as always <laughs> with some news of probably one of our more actually informative weeks for the first time in a while, because it's E3 time, ladies and gentlemen. Yay. <laughs> yes. Um... So, for those who don't know about E3, it is a yearly gaming conference split over, I think, three or four days where major companies book an entire day for themselves to show off new games, new content, sometimes even new new random stuff. And new random stuff. Like Xbox did this year. Yeah. With a mini fridge. Oh, yes, the Xbox mini fridge. But do we have any news on the KF console yet? (laughs) Um, so, from my understanding, the only two days I know that to have occurred for sure are Ubisoft and Microsoft, with Microsoft also you showing off all the stuff from their sub-companies, Which such as Bethesda. And your Xbox stuff. Oh, yeah. what, did we get much Bethesda news? What's going on I, over there? I don't know, but the internet hasn't been loud enough for an Elder Scrolls Six reveal. Yeah, Aww. it's not that. It's um, you got Starfield is launching exclusively on Xbox and PC on the 11th of November in 2022. Oh, oh. making some things well in advance. Hmm. So I think Starfield is the current major thing they're working on. Yeah. Then they'll work on what everyone actually wants. <laughs> But hey, at least it won't be another Fallout 76. Mm. We've um, got some... We've got a few different games that are starting to become more cross-platform. So, like, Hades, which is um, one of 2020's best games, is now going to be coming to Xbox and PlayStation on August 13th. Nice, That's nice. Good. And I've heard you, Hades is really good. Yeah, Adam plays it. So that would have <laughs> been great if he was on tonight, but yeah. yeah. Oh, well. And then you got with... Um, Outer Worlds 2 was a big thing that um. Outer Worlds off. is the sci-fi shooter, right? Because I always sure, yeah. confuse it with Outer Wilds. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Which is an exploration game based around time loops. Which yeah. I've always intended to play. and every It's on my wish list. And every time it goes on sale, Steam says, Hey, you want to buy this? <laughs> and I say, maybe next time. Yeah, because you're yeah. allergic to spending money. <laughs> Also, I just have so many games that I'm still mm. playing through. There's been yeah. a lot of Xbox Game Pass um, launches, mm. Mm. such as like a lot of different Bethesda games and like Yakuza Like a Dragon. We've got also announcements of uh, Redfall, which is a vampire shooter from the team behind Dishonored. Oh, oh now that is going to be fun. Mm. Dishonored. Arcane do some really good work, though I'm surprised they've got something announced before Return... Not Returnal, um, Deathloop is even out. Yeah, it said that it was a very much an E3 surprise. Mm. Fair enough. Obviously, you got um, more Forza. So, Forza Horizon 5. That trailer was smick. I'll take your word for it. Racing games are not my yeah. forte. So... Yeah, the vehicles are obviously... It looks like they're photo-scanning pretty much everything in the game now. Mm. So, for reference, Kate, Forza is, like, one of the still-living, like... You ever heard of Gran Turismo? 
Need for no. Speed, those oh, sort of like ones. It's car racing race, games. Yeah, it's a much. car racing yeah. game. Revhead car racing games. Shush. Okay. It's not just for revheads. <laughs> like I say revhead because the draw of the games is less the racing mechanics and more the fact that they are photorealistic oh, real yeah. race cars. Oh, cool. It's, you can tell they're full-on photo-scanned vehicles and brought them into the game space then. But when you run into things, does the car get all smushed? Not sure. They don't show that in the trailer, <laughs> obviously. Unlike when watching YouTube... Like, trailers don't show people failing. Yeah. <laughs> unless it's a From Software game. I just remember the racing games that me and my dad used to play, I think on the, I think on the original Xbox. Mm. Those ones, I've when you bumped into enough, like, yeah. barriers, the, you know, the bump, the back starting to fall off your car. Or the, or the wing coming off. I have some yeah. from old PlayStation 2 games. Mm. Where it was Did like, either of you ever play the Burnout series? No. I don't even remember the ones Dad I used had, to play. I had a Supercars one, so a V8 Supercars one, which meant you got to race the Australian tracks and all that Ooh. in the V8 Supercars. Oh, cool. Which also meant you got to crash and burn in them when you stuffed up. But, yeah, <laughs> and then there'd be, like, street racing games mm. and all that, which is fun. And, and, of course, Need for Speed. Yeah. Like, Burnout was, like, my family's racing game of choice. Mm. Because it was a game that told you to crash into everything. Uh, and oddly enough, I actually grew to be pretty good at it. Mm. Like, um, the most recent one was Burnout Paradise. An yep. open world racing game with like an expansion to add like a demolition derby style beach area. Um, nice. And there was like three different kinds of cars. Aggression cars, which were just harder to take down and had more impact force. Mm-hmm. Like, I think one of them was just a minivan. <laughs> uh, stunt cars, which had much larger boost but and were a lot, like, lighter, but a little less durable. And speed cars, which were fast as hell and yeah. had a slightly different boost mechanic in that it was in stages but you could burn multiple sections of boost at once. Yeah. Have you played racing games just on consoles or on PC as well? Uh, I've never played them on PC because then, like, like I was saying a bit earlier, they're not really my forte. I'm yeah. a bit more of a shooter RPG player. Yeah, yeah I, I really don't know much about I've, racing games. I've played racing games on both, but I've found... I'm not sure whether it's just the way I have my keyboard set up. I haven't fiddled around with the keyboard settings. Mm. But in, I just find consoles a lot easier for the racing setup. Back I feel when like we it's had a, the sorry. feel of it as well. Yeah, like, well, obviously when you get a steering wheel set up, it's better again. Mm. But when you have just the console, when you're just using console controls, because I've played racing games on across different consoles as well as PC, and I just find it easier on console. Mm. And I'm not sure whether it's just maybe with to do with drift dynamics, just having... The joy, yeah. joysticks rather than, mm. don't know, maybe that's a question to ask whether mm. with racing games, whether people find it easier on console over PC. Yeah, or even yeah. just like as a general thing, just keyboard versus controller. Mm. Just even in general with games, because I know that's a very big point of contention. Mm. Yeah, especially like with Lego games as well. 
Yeah. Gets to be a lot of different keys to be pressing <laughs> for Lego games if you're on PC. A while ago, I bought Lego Star Wars The Complete oh, Saga yes. on PC. Oh, Steam had a sale of Lego and yeah. I went and bought it. I had it. to remap all the controls because there was no mouse control. Yeah, it was there, absolutely bizarre The jump button was it. like K or something. No, the yes. jump button's J. Yeah, it's, it's Jump weird. was J, but then also trying to shoot and stuff was weird. Because I, I got the Lord of the Rings, Hobbit, and then the Harry mm. Potter ones, and I started to do the Lord of the Rings, and I was like, what are the controls? Because ah. I, I think the more modern ones use, like, standard layouts. Because mm. we're just also used to WESD now. Yeah. Like, that's just... Yeah. It's the way of things. Yeah, like... <sighs> I remember I had to do something weird because I couldn't map attack to left click, but I have like a four button, six button mouse. Yeah. So I what? So I hooked it up to the button slightly to the left of left click, <laughs> so it was like the same motion. Mm. Yeah. So speaking of stuff that's on PC as well, Among Us is expanding to fifteen player lobbies Ooh, on June fifteenth, and we are getting new colors, rose. Tan, I think. I think Vomit's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Because, well, there's 15 it's, players now. You, you need more colours. Color. It's, it's Vomit or Snot. It's like... One of those greenish colours. Yeah, because I remember the person on Twitter was actually really annoyed. Like, the Among Us Twitter thing was like, we have the surprise colour for everyone. It's Vomit. I know you're excited, but it was meant to be a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> mm. There we go. So, what are you thinking about the actual Xbox Series X mini fridge? Okay, I feel like I'm going to be holiday season. I need context on this one. What's so special about this mini fridge? (sighs) Well, it looks like an Xbox Series X. I don't know whether it's purely come about because of the joke about it looking like a mini fridge of the whole thing of are you going to buy the mini fridge or the Wi-Fi router (laughs) joke. I don't know whether it's because of that or where they were going to possibly release mini fridge stuff that because you do have where you can buy like mm. Xbox, PlayStation, homeware themed stuff anyway. Mm. How mini is the mini fridge? Not sure exactly. I would like probably assume about the size of a bar fridge. Not sure. In the trailer, it only had cans in it. Yeah. It's like so it wasn't like it had full bottles of like your 600 mil cokes yeah. or anything like that so it I'm was it had it would but also it's a 3d model it didn't look like it was shot of an a, of the actual mini fridge there so i'm not sure there was one person out there who was like ah yes this is an american standard pepsi can they are this tall it is this percentage oh of yeah the i'm height. sure we will soon be finding out people will figure out exact dimensions and all that based off the Pixel trailer. measurements and stuff, mm. yeah. I appreciate I the, the dedication, yes. Yes. And we got a lot of releases about um, re-releases and remasters of a lot of mm. different games. Mm. Yeah, because um, a couple days ago, actually, um, there was an indie game I absolutely adored. It was a psychological horror game. Not for me. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is a... It was very popular when it was first out, but it's like the the hubbub about it has died down enough that if I hadn't seen it on Tumblr, I wouldn't have known the remaster was announced. Mm. Doki oh, yeah. Doki Literature Club. 
the, is getting a updated remaster with additional scenes with additional scenes and content and music tracks and, and music tracks yes nice. i am actually very excited about it because it is one of the few games in modern memory i went into completely blind mm. Mm. i've watched i've watched playthroughs of it it's uh, horror isn't a genre that i really play myself mm. but I get a kick out of watching out of watching mm. them and watching people react to them as well. Yeah. But also I really appreciated the trailer. It mm. starts off with that which with um those sort of horror reviews. Mm. And then one of the scariest games I've played. <laughs> and then and then era. cuts to the really cutesy anime yeah. art style for the rest of it with the I'll the show you the trailer everything. after yeah. when we head to the break which is probably going to have to be soon. I feel like we've been talking for a while. Yeah. It just it make very good use of the whiplash mm. that the game is based around, yeah. and I love it. Then mm. we've got a lot of the E3 stuff, a lot of um, collaborations, it seems, where they've gotten permission from Disney about things. So we've ah. got, obviously, with Sea of Thieves, we've got the um, new Pirates of the Caribbean free release package that's going to come out. Yeah, and it's not even, like, a while away. It's, like, next week. Yeah. It's, like, the 20th. So were there leaks about this, or was this something that no, has, they've kept enough, very, no. they've no. kept it very much they've under wraps. Kept it very much under wraps. Because oh, I'm pretty job. sure anyone who even thought the word leak had Mickey Mouse show up at their door with a shovel and a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, beware the mouse. And then we've oh, also got ready? where there's going to be a new single player game that is a Guardians of the Galaxy game. Oh, Ooh. from Eidos Montreal. Mm. Nice. Yeah. So we've got quite a few release new releases of games. Though. Yeah, it's good to hear. There's still a few more days of yes. E3 left oh. yet, right? Still, there's still a bit more of E3. Mm. Pressed the button wrong when I was setting all this up. I had the uh, I had something else on. <laughs> but that will probably go to a music break mm-hmm. and get some more news and games that we've been playing recently. Yeah, (laughs) enjoy the next song. It is She's So Mean by Matchbox 20. You've been listening to 106.9 Tune FM and Unex Radio.
bet you think I'm kinky, right? Yeah.
Hello and welcome back to UNE Gaming Society Radio on 106.9 Tune FM. We have decided to come back and talk about the uh, all faithful of topics. What games have we all been playing recently? As it's been break time, we've been playing games. Exams finished and get down into gaming. Yeah, yeah for some of us we good. were playing exams while our exams were open. <laughs> I, I am one of those people. I, I promise it's not cheating. <laughs> I had a 24-hour take-home exam. So I took a break like Fair. four hours in to play a game and watch some YouTube. Mm. Fair. Fair enough. Yeah. Mm. Having the freedom to play games after exams has honestly yeah. been really nice. I've finally gotten around to playing a game that I actually bought about a year ago and never oh, actually... Oh, wow. <laughs> because this time last year, I bought a very large um, pack of indie games on itch? Itch.io. Itch. Itch.io. Yeah. I bought, like, this pack that had so many games in it. It was a charity. It was a charity collection pack. I think pack, I got so one of those as well. Yeah. There's another one out recently, actually. I got that one, too. Like, <laughs> that five bucks for a thousand games Yes, and that was the one that reminded me of, like, oh, yeah, I bought that one in 2020. I should go back as and look at what there is. As you can tell, gamers, just like people with books, continue to buy games <laughs> before finishing playing the ones they already own. Yes. I have a game of in my cupboard somewhere called Matterfall. It's like a sci-fi twin-stick shooter. It's never gone in the console. I don't <laughs> wow. think the discs even left the case yet. Oh I bought no. it like two years ago. Well, I feel <coughs> I feel Sorry, less cold. bad about uh, taking a year to play The Stillness of the Wind now. Hmm. So, The Stillness of the Wind... is basically set in 2020 from what I heard. <laughs> 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 well, no, because there's a moon colony... Not that you get to go there. Mm. But uh, you play as an old woman called Talma who lives on a farm. And all of her family over the years have sort of left. And some have moved off to the city. And some have gone off to live on the moon colony and so on. And, and they've got on with their lives. They've gone on with their lives. And Talma is just here in her old age, tending the farm, collecting the eggs, tending the goats, making cheese, planting things and so on and receiving letters from her family from the local trader guy who comes by every few days and you can barter with him to get hay and that kind of thing. And it starts off really, it starts off pretty chill, pretty wholesome. The Sounds day's very peaceful. Yeah, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Something bad's gonna happen and it's no longer gonna be peaceful. I was on the phone when she was playing it last night and she was like, oh God. Oh God! <laughs> like I, I knew it was. I knew it was going in the direction that it was going. I don't want to give too much details because spoilers. But it's a five. It's a five-hour game. I think it takes yeah. about three to five hours to play through to the end, and the story is told through the letters that you receive from your family members as you sort of get to hear the news of the world far away the world at large yeah. yeah the world at large and out there terrible things are happening but you're here on your farm just the days go by as normal do you get to destroy random stuff while you're doing <laughs> yeah you just you grow you're growing plants you know putting your flowers down selling your tomatoes going out picking mushrooms to give to the trader guy so he'll give you some hay so that your goats don't starve 
because he comes by it like you can miss him you can be <laughs> off, you can be off milking a goat and he'll and you'll hear the little jingle that means he's coming by and you'll be like oh no gotta gotta get to the gate hurry up and you're an old woman and you're like walking so slowly <laughs> to the gate you got to make sure that you close the gate so the goats don't escape because if they escape they run off into the desert and you've good as lost them oh no so for a farming game it definitely gets stressful towards the end not even not even considering the horror elements that come through mm throughout the narrative as the it goes The way you on. described it actually reminds me of another indie game. Mm -hmm. Have either of you guys ever heard of Presentable Liberty? No, mm. but I'm intrigued. It is, the game is about an hour long, and it takes place solely inside a prison cell. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's an old game, so I'm, I'll go, I'll like breeze over the plot. Basically, there's a virus outside. Okay. Oh, nice. You are being kept safe in this prison facility as an ex-convict in order to not get sick so that you can live to rebuild the world afterwards. Yeah. And your only communication with the outside world is letters. Each letter has a different background and font based on who wrote it to you. Salvador, your old friend. I have heard of this one. I think I have I've read the too. TV tropes page. Yeah. <laughs> Salvador, your old friend. Um... I can't remember the woman's name, but she runs a bakery. Um, then there's Mr. Smiley, the French, the happy buddy, who is there to make sure you don't want to kill yourself. Mm. And Fair. just official, like, government letters from Dr. Money. Mm -hmm. And as you go on, there's, like, it starts off as just your friends building you a table and mailing you the table piece by piece. Someone sends you a cake. You have a Game Boy. Oh, God, my happy buddy's depressed. My happy buddy sold one of his lungs to buy me a video game. Oh, no. Okay. That, that, that escalated quickly. Um, oh, the virus makes your organs fail. So, uh, the so that's why he's selling his lungs. Selling, selling artificial organs that kill the hosts somehow. And... It all culminates in Salvador shutting off the power to the building you're in so you can get out of the cell, getting killed in the process because the generator backfires. Of mm. course. Can't, can't have you get out with your buddy. Yeah, yeah. no. Um, by which point the um, person in the bakery has already supposedly committed suicide so they don't die of the virus. Mm. Then you walk out and find a button for the a button panel for the elevator, but there's no elevator. You walk back to your room, and you find two wires on the wall. Your room was the elevator. <laughs> your cell okay. was the elevator. You could have left all along. You use the buttons to go down to the bottom of the building, and you leave, and find that the building you were being held captive in is right next to the bakery. Oh, you were so close all along. And her death occurs no more than like two hours before your escape. Oh, that's well, that's well done. I like that. Yeah. Uh, there's also a prequel game that's based on, that's like got a cookie kit clicker gameplay style. Of course. Where you have a machine that duplicates whatever you put into it. You start by duplicating money. 
then you you can buy a cat which goes out and gets you more money and you start duplicating coins and jewels and then your cat doesn't come back oh no then someone mails you back its fur then what do you do duplicate the cat you duplicate the fur because fur sells for a lot pelts sell for a lot and then you start and then like Money loading to the high level. releases the virus. Oh. And because it starts shutting down people's organs, you start duplicating organs, which fail when implanted into a new body. Oh. Which is a main plot point in Presentable Liberty. Cool. I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to... Look up these ones. Maybe yeah. not play them because I yeah. know Mark how they go. Mark done playthroughs of them. His reactions would be funny. Awesome. <laughs> I've been playing Sherlock Holmes The Devil's Daughter recently. Mm. Mm. So was a 2016 game because I, I always play so current games. <laughs> but um, it's been pretty fun. Done it as a group thing. So we've been playing different ones, the different mysteries um, each of us playing. And... Funny watching Adam with his play style, which is, if in doubt, just keep clicking each thing and until you get the correct one. <laughs> the brute with, force method. No, it was the trial trial and error method. We have a nine button keypad. <laughs> we need four digits. One 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 one. One 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 two. No, they're one, not one, that. One, they're not that simple of things, but. Obviously, you still have to make a decision in your end of, like, who to arrest and all that. Mm. I had one which was, like, Mayan curses and all that with automatons and Ooh. a lot of things and slavery and all that. But they would try to get me to choose the last end bit in a rush. And I panicked, and even though I had the thoughts in my mind, I ended up choosing the wrong person. Oh, no. Mm. The person did need to probably go to the sanatorium because he was a little bit nuts, but he wasn't the person that was causing the deaths. Ah. Mm. Sadly. So, like... <laughs> it was very annoying because it was, like, two different things I was getting caught up on, and mm. if I had a little bit more time to think about it, I reckon you I would have got it. Yeah. But you, got the you were being pushed. You got the spirit. Like, oh, close, no. It's not quite. It, it wasn't a curse. <laughs> it was just people wanting revenge because of the fact that someone had actually caused... He'd ended up being, like, lost an arm, got got a disease and all that from South America, got had where he was put into slavery for a while and he wanted revenge. Mm-hmm. So stuff happened where he'd actually also freed another slave who was with him who was a pygmy warrior. So they had a whole plot to pretend the curse. The thing is, one of the other people were making automatons. Mm-hmm. To pr- He wanted to protect himself. But the automatons also match certain stuff for the crime scenes. Ah. So I was stuck on with certain things of the way it had to be. I was like, well, the automaton matches that. But then there was one site where I was like, how would have the automaton climbed up a rope? And I was like stuck on two different things. Hmm. And then they were like, come on, choose an answer, choose an answer. And I'm like, this one, damn it. (laughs) Yeah. 
Well, you don't get told. Um, you don't actually get told it's wrong necessarily. You just look at the. Um, you can click a button after you've decided. Yep, to move on, sort of thing. Because you can go back and choose a okay. different option if you want. But it was like it. The name came up in red. But it. I did find out he was better off from going to the um, sanatorium because of his mm. mental stuff. Because I got a um, in the next one, you get letters from previous your previous oh, mysteries. So I found out he was better off. Problem is, I did catch, I did grab the wrong person, which then meant that the person who died sort of didn't get avenged. Mm. Which there was, of oh, course, well. there's seance stuff in the next mystery that you find out about so talking to the dead and stuff so someone else is going to maybe have to face the consequences of the dead guy that you failed to avenge earlier yeah i don't know who's playing the next round um sam's played is playing through the next round but had where i it's sort of doesn't exactly have an impact too much but it was like you had where i was just watching and you hear the whole thing of a person talking to the dead being like you were in, you weren't avenged and all that and i was like oh i f-. and then of course i had adam go you failed at least i succeeded through my method and i was like eh. <laughs> but it's a really fun mystery game mm. you've got a lot of different puzzles and clues to th- figure out and I haven't yeah, played a good puzzle good. game in ages, honestly. Mm. Oh, yeah, there was a few times where I died going through the mine temple and had to mm. die and then get respawned again <laughs> to, to try yeah. again. So, like, Sam died a few times in the bar fight he had in this one. Mm. He was like, quick choice options, and it's like, oh, and you died. Quick Restart. time event, more like quick die event. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he like died five times before oh, he no. succeeded this bar fight getting away from the bar fight and not getting shot by the shotgun or, or mm. knocked unconscious mm. by the shotgun <laughs> nah if I punch fair enough he should have just applied the discombobulate technique you didn't get to choose that <laughs> <laughs> you did get to smash a glass over someone's head though Fair enough. I think it's probably best we actually go yeah. to a break. So um, up next we've got Daytime TV by Dear Seattle. This has been 106.9 Tune FM. Have a good one. We'll see you in a bit.
be a good lover, I have to understand lover's boundaries.
New South Wales Health has been advised of further new venues of concern associated with confirmed cases of COVID-19 who traveled through regional New South Wales while potentially infection from the 1st to the 5th of June. If you were at any of the new venues of concern at the times listed on the New health.newsouthwales.gov.au website, please immediately call the New South Wales Health Line on 1-800-943-553. Get tested and isolate until you receive further information from New South Wales Health. New South Wales Health is continuing to investigate the movements of these cases in the regional New South Wales, and the this list of venues and times will be updated. Hello and welcome back to UNE Gaming Society Radio on 106.9 Tune FM. Um, we decided on what we were going to talk about for this section, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was talking about a couple game updates that are yeah. coming soon. <laughs> yep. What you've been playing recently, really? Yeah. Yeah, fair Because we shared out. Yeah, we got well, you took, playing recently. We took over a lot of the <laughs> yeah. last segment. So my, my main games I've been playing recently, I I unfortunately haven't touched my Switch since the. Uh, Persona 5 scramble save incident <laughs> that I've spoken about on here before. <laughs> Basically, because I don't know if I've spoken to you about it, Crystal. I was playing Persona 5 scramble for like... Can imagine. <laughs> three and a half hours on a manual save game. Finally got close to a boss fight. Started the boss fight. My console died and I hadn't saved in three hours. He has not touched the game since. I not haven't touched the console since. Not without lack of prompting. <laughs> <laughs> We're at the point now where I am fur- I am two bosses further ahead of him in the game. And yet I still have more hours in Persona than you, haha. Well, are you counting the ones from P4? I Look, mean, we'll, ni- we'll do this calculation another time when we have the numbers in front of us. Understandable. <laughs> have a nice day. <laughs> And so. that's the importance of saving. Yes. Silence, mortal. <laughs> um, so, recently I've been playing some Warframe, which is good. They've actually got a really big update coming soon. Um, the Sisters of Parvos, mm-hmm. which is coming out around Tenocon. What does it do? Uh, it is a major gameplay update uh, based around the old Kuva Lich system. Except there's a second type of Kuva Lich created in a different way with a different set of drops and they're female. They're like rivals who they come and chase you and if they kill you they get stronger, I think. Sort of. In order to kill a Kuva Lich, you need to have you need to have killed enough of their minions to get to learn the different mods you need on your special dagger. In order to kill them, but they need to be in the right order. You have to have a special <laughs> like set of keywords. Sounds much. cool. Mm-hmm. Sounds complex. Yeah. So if if you have like numbers one through eight, and you need the right three numbers for it, you know that it requires one, four, and seven, but you don't know if it's one four seven or four seven one or four one seven. Fun. So you just got to keep trial and erroring. And, and every time you try to use a dagger on it with the wrong combination. As soon as you get the wrong number in the wrong spot, they suplex you like it, they were Bane and you were Batman. They get stronger, and then they just leave. You can. Yes. If, if you beat them, you can befriend them, right? They join you? Yes. You yeah. can convert them to your side or kill them and steal their stuff. And another thing is, is this sister's update at all related to the Sleeping in the Cold Below song? Yes. 
awesome. That song is I, a bop as well. It is, it is so good. They need to make more music, these people, because it's just, it's just really good. Mm-hmm. I enjoy yeah. it. Um, <laughs> another game I've been playing recently, though, that's had major content updates is Genshin Impact. Yeah. And Kate's already internally laughing because I was talking in the break of how we think we finally know when Inazuma's coming. He, he does I've this only, time. He really does. I, I've only been saying that since, at the latest, March. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the 1.6 update came out, and we're now relatively certain that 1.7 is Inazuma. Because there's new plants and items available in the Golden Apple Archipelago Islands, which are the focus of the summer event. Basically, there is a small child living in this one city. Gotta love season events. Yeah. Um, This small child is called Klee. She is a walking, talking bomb. She is a playable five-star character. She is like... Eight years old, and she specializes in explosives that look like rabbits. Nice. Uh, Exploding rabbits. She has been challenged by someone called the Dodo King to because her little favorite toy is called Dodoko. And of now course. the Dodo King has decided that she's not allowed to have Dodoko anymore. So she drags the player character, the player character's little talking Navi guide the leader of, like, the local knights in that area and that person's sister off to a set of islands that, according to most books on geography, do not exist. And they seem to be attached to mechanical devices under the ocean that pull them up and down above and under the ocean. And the islands there... Like, the islands are temporary. They're only there for the 1.6 update. But the items there are required for the upcoming new character, Kazuha, who appears to be from Inazuma. So and is using And is using, like, regional specialties. I haven't looked at where it says they're from, though, yet. Because <laughs> I haven't had a reason to. Conspiracy! Basically. Um, th- with those islands gone, anyone who has Kazuha but hasn't maxed him out yet would have no way to get the items. So those items have to show up somewhere. But they're not from Liyua <laughs> or Mondstadt. So we have to be getting the next Erica soon. <laughs> what if there's just what if there's just a new guy in the market though? It's like hello, selling free stuff from Inazuma. I'm pretty sure I'd walk to Mihoyo and be like, why? I have to be right eventually, right? Are you just listening to our radio show and being like, oh, is that when you think it's going to be? No. (laughs) Can't be as bad as the Elder Scrolls ones at the moment. True, true. There was a smudge which looks like (laughs) a map of this. Therefore, Elder Scrolls is coming and this is the location it will be. That smudge looks vaguely like a house cat. We must be going to elsewhere. Please. <laughs> elsewhere. No, it wasn't elsewhere. It was some other one. All the know. theories of what location we will be in for Elder Scrolls. <sighs> Land of the cat people. They're a determined bunch, the Elder Scrolls community. Mm. Hey, we, we know we're getting one eventually. Mm. Mm. It's just... When... I mean, yeah. that's the thing, right? It's 10 years this year, right? 
one 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 dots yeah for big, explanation, a the big um, thanks to the zero punctuation guy. Skyrim to Busk is literal. Oh, yes. No. Oh, yes, That's, it is. It's the literal trailer. Ah, mm. uh, yes. The zero punctuation guy is the one where it's taking pot shots from the doorway, like the world's worst Jehovah's, Jehovah's Witness, Witness yeah. and <laughs> hacking at the enemy until my arm detaches at the shoulder and flies away, like, like a Catherine, Catherine wheel. wheel yes. yes. I've watched both of those videos so Way many times often. that it's just ingrained in my ah, brain. Yes. The Buskus. Mm. Every every Assassin's Creed trailer with Deboscus. Yeah. Hooded oh, guy walking. Up, yeah. Tolerance. Yeah. <laughs> Number four slow was my walking. favorite. <laughs> Stab guy. <laughs> it's just like, mm. yes, yeah, slow walking. Someone in a hood. That's going to be the main. Oh, close up. That's the main villain. <laughs> He's going to die. And it's funny. There is almost no slow walking in Assassin's Creed. You're either hurtling yeah. across the rooftops or hurtling down the road. Yeah, or getting in like, the way of one of the local courtesans, so she starts free running. Yeah, it's like the trail, but it's like in the trailer, it's like slow walk. That means this. <laughs> yeah. Does does he still do? He does literals? gameplay stuff now. Okay. I, I think he's a Roblox YouTuber or something. Ah, good for him. But Everyone's like, gonna go back for the Tabuscus trailers, though. Mm. Yeah. We may have just caused a resurgence in his career. <laughs> <laughs> So um, for this week, though, as we said, did mention earlier about with keyboards or controllers and all that, so we're posing the question of on our Facebook page of which do you prefer, keyboard or controller, and why is this, and does it actually change depending on what game? And we've already had someone comment. Mm. Who is it? Alana, I am sorry if I butcher your name. Alana Slavinsky. Has said controller when possible because WASD hurts my wrist. That's fair that enough, is honestly. very much fair. Didn't even actually think about that sort of thing. Mm. Mm. I know, for example, Kate's terrible with both. <laughs> 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 Again, though, depend depends on the game. I feel oh, yeah. like I feel like there are definitely some games that I would use. Hmm. I'd use I'd use controller for Hollow Knight. And if my computer would let me use controller for Persona 4 Golden, then I would, because the computer controls on that, the running thing is just really yeah. janky. Because I, I played 5 on PS4, so... You got used to the controls. got used to the controllers on that, and then... That's definitely a thing, though. Yeah. If you've played a previous version of the game and got mm. used to the controls on one format... Yeah, you're gonna get want to use it again, mm. and then you know, and then I go back to playing the previous game in the series. So it's like, is the jankiness because it's an earlier game? Is or it because, because it's a I'm made using port. a different controls on a poorly made port? Yes, or is it like a combination of them all kind of thing? Mm. Though I gotta say, um, next game that comes to mind is Don't Starve Together. I wouldn't even know how to begin doing that on console because mm. I've been doing that with keyboard controls for the past two yes. years. Yeah. Um, I, I'm quite similar to you, you, Kate, in that it depends on the game. Mm. For example, like I actually don't play a lot of shooters on my PlayStation anymore because I'm a much better shot with the mouse and keyboard now than I used to be. That mm. as someone who's almost finished Hollow Knight, I'm actually just stuck on the final boss now. Oh, congratulations. Um, I would not be able to play it on keyboard and mouse because it's just, like, I Ingrained. don't like... 
yeah, it's ingrained, but also I started playing on keyboard. It was just easier with mouse, not mouse, um, controller, because yeah. when I'm playing quick-paced video games, it's like, like, I come from playing things like Ratchet and Clank and yeah. Spyro on console. So charge and dash and attack are all right-handed mo- movements. Yeah. But in Hollow Knight, almost all the controls are on the left. Yeah. So it's like, if I have to dash, is it more natural to circle, like press circle and dash, or press X and dash? Yeah. And attack is on Z. Meanwhile, I'm trying to move with the same fingers. Very much dependent on game, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like people get annoyed sometimes when they're watching me play with certain stuff with archery mm-hmm. and using where I'm quite accurate with consoles with archery and they're like how and I'm like I'm just used to consoles for a lot of stuff so I'm used to controls and having to aim properly for the certain archery gear. I remember the weirdness of going from Minecraft Pocket Edition to Minecraft Xbox Edition with archery. Mm. In In Pocket Edition I was like I was like target range kid I knew what I was doing and then I go to Xbox and I'm like ah joysticks. (laughs) I had fun with, because I've played Skyrim now on um, Switch as well as um, Xbox. Oh. And that's that's different, but the Switch I also had fun of. Um, they gave me a challenge one time, and I've also done archery on Switch of um, Mario and Sonic at the 2020 Olympic Games, <laughs> <laughs> which was funny because it was like, oh, yes, challenge. Do the archery where you're actually pulling back with the two co- with the two controls for switch, mm. which is funny at times. And now people were like, "You gotta do Skyrim on VR with the bow," and I'm like, "I ah. was gonna say that, yeah." <laughs> yeah, people want me to give a go at that, mm. and I'm like, or even like just blade and sorcery. Yeah, it's just like if you've played on um, certain stuff, you're used to holding it steady. Mm. which is a lot different than if you obviously are used to keyboard and mouse with those sort of weapons you're going to have. guess it yeah. really is depending on what you started with. And yeah. like where well. your muscle memory's at. Yeah. 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 Like taking Blade and Sorcery as an example, I, I'm a lot better with melee weapons in that than I am with ranged weapons because mm. with my eyesight, I'm not a... I'm, I'm an all right shot with my glasses on, Mm. But I can't play the Vive with my glasses on. Yeah. Mm. So I tend to rely mostly on, like, sword and board or sword and magic. Yeah. Yeah. Which is still fun. But VR is different again as well because, obviously, like, with archery, I've actually done proper archery. So Mm. I have, I think, with brawn. Gorn. Gorn, sorry. Where we do that and I've done the archery on that and been able to. Which is, mm. it's still pretty jank, but... <laughs> Honestly, I'm amused yes. by how many of my friends just would be able to kill me from three blocks away with a bow. I, like, haven't, <laughs> I haven't done anything with a bow in, like... A f- it'd, it'd have to have been, like, at least a year... No, two years since I have held any sort of bow. Your mum does archery. You've yeah. done archery. Yeah, that was before I broke my arm, though. Mm. <laughs> my friend... Emily did archery. My yeah, because archery is fun. Yeah. It's cool. Both in video games and in like, real life. Because I guess it's, I think it's just like somewhat the fantasy element as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, my friend Jordan actively does Kaido. 
which mm. is Japanese martial arts archery. Cool. Like, yes. I'm pretty sure she uses a longbow. It's probably taller than she is. <laughs> oh yeah, long. I think that's actually a specific code. It's mm. a specific bow. Yeah, mm. th- that wasn't meant to be a thing about the yeah. bow being big, though. She's just short. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but controls of gaming are... I think it is really different depending on the game, really. Yeah, yeah. like, I can still sort of play shooters on console, but not highly accurate ones. Like, I play, I still play Just Cause 3 now and again. Oh, I gotta play that again, actually. <laughs> but, like, with the weapons I prefer to use... I don't have to be accurate. I'm holding a nuke launcher. Mm, yeah. If I don't hit you, I'm still going to hit you. Exactly. Gets the job done. Yeah. Mm. It's definitely certain. Maybe it would be beneficial for me the next time that I play uh, Team Fortress 2 to try with a controller plugged in. <clears throat> Good and idea. see if that enables me to be a bit less god-awfully terrible at it. Do you have a controller at home? Somewhere. I'm just going to have to dig through some cupboards and Mm. see where it's at. I generally just, like, grab a micro-USB cable and whack my PS4 controller in. Apparently, though, you can actually Bluetooth those things to a computer. Oh, nice. Gotta actually remember to try that one day so I can stop having to worry about the cable, yeah. Cables are all good, though. But at least the cable, like, the funny thing is, like, when I play games, I tend to have, like, YouTube running in the background. Mm-hmm. But, like, the best part is plugging the controller into my computer allows me to charge it. Oh, yeah, so if I'm good. playing Hollow Knight, it's like, okay, oh, the controller running the YouTube is nearly flat. Pause Hollow Knight, swap controllers. Because yeah. I have two, because I sometimes play fighting games mm. with Kate. Which is another thing I would not be able to play on mouse and <laughs> keyboard. Fighting games, oh, yeah. no, 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 no. I would mm. never be able to do a masterful staunchening on mouse and keyboard. Oh, God. I, I can't even... You can't even do a masterful staunchening on a bloody controller. Occasionally, I get it, and every time, it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I've finally gotten used to Xbox controllers. Good stuff. Because mm. I've been used to PlayStation so much, mm. and... Like, now I've been, like, all the people are like, play this game, play this game, join us playing this game. And it's like, Xbox. But do you have yet, but have you yet beaten Dark Souls 1 with a Guitar Hero controller? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently that's a thing that's been done. I know a guy who beat Minecraft Hardcore Difficulty with a driving rig. I've seen people hook up actual instruments to certain things for controls. I think I watched one where it was someone doing different notes on a violin corresponded to different keys for the keyboard to control Minecraft. Wow. I'm impressed. That's and it's like yeah. deeply afraid. It's like yeah. this guy who did the voice controls for doing the course in that game with the bicycle. Doug Doug, yes, and it's GTA five. Yeah. Another yeah. game that <laughs> Another game that has been being waited on for a sequel for over a decade. Why would they do that when people just keep buying GTA 5 and updates? Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's almost more versions of GTA 5 than there are versions of Skyrim. The only advantage Skyrim has is that there's two versions on PC and one on Switch. Yeah. Because, like, <laughs> it's on PS3 and Xbox 360. It's on the Xbox One and the PS4. It's on PC. It's on PS5 and Xbox Series X. Yep. Mm. And there's no differences between any of it. Yeah. 
Oh, you got more online play. Now. <laughs> There's not even any new content it's been released. for it. <laughs> yeah. Not really, yeah. Like, the only advantage to getting it on PS5 is that you can just get X GTA Online now. You yep. don't need the single player mode. Yeah. Online. Yeah. Go do a heist with your friends. Both of you assume I have any. <laughs> then I, go I, do a heist with random people online. That's why I play Payday. <laughs> <laughs> At least in Payday, I can defend funny. myself with a weapon properly. It's well, very though, funny to um, be on the voice call with you and the rest of the guys playing Payday and just hearing the sheer shenanigans that you get up to. Mm. They I, whisper when they're on stealth missions. Nice. <laughs> I have where um, I've watched a few times when they're doing with GTA doing stuff and they're doing different missions in the online. When they're doing the highest missions, it's like, yep, doing, doing different stuff. Other missions, it'll be like, why did you just blow me up? Why did you just kill me? All that sort of thing. And I'm like, yeah. okay, fair enough. Can't confirm like, that's about it. But then it's like, oh, who has the highest pilot score? Oh, this person. Okay, you're going to be the gunner on the plane, not the pilot. <laughs> you're like, hmm. what happened what, to strategy? What console do they play on? Um, Xbox. Ah, so still no point moving off PlayStation. Because <laughs> like, I, I wish I had more friends to play with, because currently all I have is my cousin and her friend from Newcastle. Isn't crossplay coming out soon? I hope so, but also I still have to pay for PlayStation Plus, which is like 80 bucks a year. Mm. Not much, considering I get like two or three free games a month, but also it costs money. And I'm a uni student. <laughs> even the Switch, even the Switch online. That's like twenty bucks a year, though. Thirty. Like Thirty, yeah. I mean, how much is Game Pass for Xbox? I can check in the break, which is probably going to be soon because I think we've been talking for about half an hour. <laughs> um, so yeah, up next is Color Me, Co <coughs> Cover Me in Sunshine by Pink and Willow Sage Heart. You've been listening to one hundred six point nine Chin FM. See you in a bit.
Welcome back to UNE Gaming Society Radio on 106.9 Tune FM. On, as a continuation from our previous topic about um, the payment schemes of each major gaming corporation. For multiplayer online yeah. access. Yes. Yeah, for online multiplayer access and also like 
the additional benefits of each, we managed to properly curate all of the resulting prices. So with PlayStation Plus? It is $12 a month or just under $80 a year. Which, what do we get when we do that? Uh, currently, two PS4 games and one PS5 game every month for free. Oftentimes, coming to a total price larger than your subscription. Plus access to multiplayer. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure cloud saving. Yeah, so what do we get with Xbox? Because I'm pretty sure that's... Um, you have multiple levels of Xbox. If I the Xbox Live, I... I haven't actually been able to find the price for gold in itself. Yeah. But Ultimate, the Ultimate Pass, has Xbox Live Gold, over 100 quality, high-quality games for console and PC, and an EA Play membership for fifteen ninety-five a month. Yes, because Xbox One's combined everything, so you get your yeah. ex, your, li- your p- live. Having as already well done as the, the math, games. that's about a hundred and ninety-two dollars a year. And they give two free games a month, uh, up to 50% discounts on some titles, multiplayer games, yeah. Oh, that's another thing that PS Plus gives, actually. Every month there's like a rotating bunch of discounts in the store. Yeah. Mm. Oftentimes stacking on, like, a lot of games you'll actually see they have like a normal discount, plus a boosted discount if you're on PS Plus. Then there's the Xbox Game Pass, which gives you access to a lot of different games. Mm. Which is Which just makes me wish sure PlayStation now would hurry up and come to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got Nintendo, which is yes. pretty Nintendo's cheap. Nintendo's one is $5.95 a month. But if you get the whole yearly thing, it's 30 Yeah, it's a lot cheaper. Um, I'm Please just note we couldn't find a formal yearly price for Xbox um, Game Pass. Yeah, it's yeah. hard, especially because mm. it's confusing because there's Game Pass for Xbox, Game Pass for Microsoft, mm. and then you've got your Game Pass plus your Gold Live membership and yeah. all that, mm. and the EA. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of different things combined into multiple things. In addition to letting you have online multiplayer, the Switch Online also gives you more than 90 classic NES and Super NES games and also gives you some exclusive games and special offers on the Nintendo Store. Apparently Pac-Man 99 is one of them. Also gives you uh, cloud data saves and the Nintendo Switch Online app. Because, hmm. like, there's been a lot of interesting stuff actually regarding online multiplayer that I just remember. Like, only now are we really getting proper crossplay. Like, yeah, crossplay mm-hmm. is starting to become a bigger thing now. Yeah, now that Sony's kind of pulled their finger out about it. Because Sony was kind of the blocking force for this console generation. Not to say Microsoft's been blameless in the matter, they were the problem last generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Generally speaking, until like quite recently, whoever won the console wars had the vice grip on crossplay. Ah, okay. Because whoever sold more means like, oh, you want to play with your friends? They better buy a PlayStation. Mm. Which is why things like Warframe and Genshin less so, but I know it was a big thing with Fortnite. If you put your accounts for some games onto a PlayStation you cannot get it back off the PlayStation. Hmm. Like, I sort of wanted to load up Genshin on my PS4, 
but I would have been stuck on PS4 permanently afterwards unless I wanted to make a new account. Yeah, that would be a pain. Hmm. I sort of forget about all that stuff because I can't afford the new generations of consoles, so... Neither. Hey, <laughs> Like, I'm either... I am either computer or Switch at this point. I don't really... Hmm. That, that seems to cover everything that I really play. To quote the song that played during our like my year twelve like pictures, young dumb broke high school kids. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not much has changed. Yeah, we're just uni students now. We're the stereotypical uni students. Yeah. You you use certain parts of your money either on food and rent or you buy something for yourself, such Hmm. as Games, alcohol, etc. Yeah. <laughs> Better food. <laughs> no one does that. <laughs> <laughs> That's for people mm. with more money. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Like I, I only have two packs of ramen in my um cupboard, and I feel like I'm a her- a heretic to the university way of life now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I mm. know um we've Xbox like. Uh, something that you guys are probably interested because we're all D and D nuts and mm-hmm. all that of um no through Xbox Game Pass, which allowed both Adam and Sam to already start to pre-download Dark Alliance, mm-hmm. which is so at the moment on launch it's going to be a so it's more fighter based at the beginning where cool. we've got Spider-Man. four Spider-Man. so we've got four characters you can play as. Um, Dritz being one of the main ones that everyone's like, yeah, as well as... Is this a Wizards of the Coast production? Yes, it is partnered with, partnered with Wizards of the Coast. Who's so what do we got? Four players? I'm going to bring four up... characters? Four, mm. Yeah, so it's four characters. It's online play on launch. Mm. But it will be... Um, there will be shortly after it... There's going to be multiple releases of free DLCs, mm-hmm. which will include um, crossplay, as well as other things such as just the extra fighting stuff, as well as then there's going to be a mage DLC, of course. Of course. Of course, that will cost money, because... Mm. What's the best way to get money out of people with that sort of thing? Lock, Magic. Like, yeah, lock two thirds of actual D and D behind a paywall. But it is very much a co-op play. So mm. the four heroes is Dritzt, which is I assume he's still the ranger sort of thing that mm. he is because he is able to summon his panther. Cool. But it does look from the gameplay more like his rogue sort of play. Mm. Then you've got Wolfgar. Who is your barbarian? Hell oh, yeah. yeah. With his massive warhammer. Nice. Then you've got Caterbury, who is your more bow and arrow magic and all that. So is more of the stereotypical ranger of an archery build. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rather so than your, your dual wielder. Yeah. Then we've got an actual fighter who is shield and axe called Bruna, who is a dwarf. Cool. Um, who's making the game? So this is partnered with Wizards. Pretty sure. I like it when it's got Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance and then it does say 
Uh, it what, is with uh, Wizards. What consoles is it on? So it's on Steam, it's on Xbox, and it's with that platform. Xbox, PlayStation, and Steam. Okay. Nice. Cool, cool. I'm going to look it up on Steam so I can find, like, the yeah. creators. This but it's on, because like currently, so it's perfect co-op and all that, people are saying, but it's on Xbox Game Pass, which I know a mm. lot of people look. I already know people who have downloaded it as part of Xbox Game Pass. Dungeons mm. and Dragons Dark Alliance. Only 60 bucks. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty good. Mm. But the um, DLCs, so they've done where they will do those quick updates to make it, and then they're going to have the Echoes of the Blood War expansion, which will feature new story elements, new levels, and a new playable character focused on using magic. Cool. But the first two DLCs are free, which will be new levels and new levels and new difficulty rankings. And then you'll have the Echoes of Blood War expansion, which is obviously a paid-for DLC. It's set in Icewind Dale. Yes. Which is one of the more recent, like, official story things. Cause For cool. fifth edition. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like... Like, when we say it's a Dungeons & Dragons game... It's it, a, it, it is. It's, it's, it's labeled Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, yeah it's, I picked deep, up on that it's deep lore mm. because of the fact of mm. the characters are all ones that are very much within the different lore from mm. your Forgotten Realms and mm. all that. Yeah. That's cool. It's nice. So it seems like it's going to be fun, game. and it'll definitely be fun when... Isn't the crossplay mm. and the actual um, couch play, because that's part of the Ooh. first DLCs will be um, will be certain crossplay things and couch play, because nice. it will first off start off as online. So if one of us gets it, Kate, we're probably going to find ourselves in Tanders with one of our laptops rigged up <laughs> yes. to that television. Oh, that would be so oh, fun. Should be good. Mm. Speaking of. D and D, they obviously they're releasing a lot of things. Is that's the twenty? That's twenty second of this month. That's twenty third. Twenty second or twenty third. Twenty second, twenty third, depending on certain yeah. things. Because Steam said twenty third, so I'm assuming it's twenty second uh, US, twenty third US. Yeah. Time zones, hooray! Hooray! And then you've got actual the actual within actual D and D. You've got two new books that are pre-order available now mm-hmm. which will be coming out on the 16th of november and september 21st which is strixhaven a curriculum of chaos so magic another magic meets D collaboration stuff from well of course it's going to happen because they're the same creators of wizards of the coast as well as a new adventure setting within the feywild called the wild beyond the witch light mm. nice which has, by the looks of it, crazy face circus stuff. Yeah. Mm. Pat's going to have fun with any crazy face stuff that's on offer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's already mildly smug about the fact he did Strixhaven in a campaign before they did Strixhaven. <laughs> he's got an entire campaign now about just wizard school. Aww, yes, but loving everyone's school. done some sort of Dungeons & Dragons wizard school. Yeah. Everyone wants to live out Harry Potter. Yeah, mm. and then um, they decided to like bring on whoever it was, like J.K. Roll for initiative for to make this new Strixhaven book. <laughs> like, oh, we swear we're not Hogwarts. There's five houses. Oh, because it's based off magic. Mm. Mm. Gotta have the different colors and things. Yeah. Mm. 
So what are the houses? Are they? They're named st- after dragons. I know okay, that that's much. cool. I like. Like that. one of them's called Silverquill because we were discussing that. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you have a character in one of our games called Silverquill. Yes, in the Wizard School campaign, no less. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I it's don't like, know magic that much. Silverquill with a bloom. Because like. Like, those cards I picked up when we were watching The Blood Moon that me and Pat mm. picked up from um, Blackheart, they are all Strixhaven expansion sets. Oh, cool. Because it came mm. to Magic the Gathering before it's come to D&D. Yeah. Ah, I see. It's one of the Magic the Gathering things mm. that's coming across. A bit like whilst Ravnica. Magic the, yeah, whilst Magic the Gathering, I think, is getting certain ones from D&D. Like, I know there's going to mm. be Beholders and stuff you can mm. now get as cards mm. eventually. Cool. I don't know what the set is because I'm not fully into magic as some of our other friends and mm. all that. Mm. I'll just quickly look them up. Houses of Strixhaven. Yes. But it means that we'll probably get some more mage classes. And they're all pictures from Magic the Gathering. Yeah, because it's Magic the Gathering. <laughs> yeah, actually, there's already UAs out for um, Strixhaven-based subclasses that are kind of weird. Don't know, but it seems like, well, everything's becoming with Dungeons & Dragons mm. less defined since yeah. Tasha's because you've got lineages and then you've got with... Yeah, um, lineages are basically just races, but you can like put a different paint job. Yeah, on them and now like. you've got with curses as well, thanks to Ravenloft, with hmm. let you want someone to become infected by by lycanthropy or hmm. your vampirism and all that. They can now, and you can do it quite easily. And then there's the mechanics of create your own monsters and oh, ho- cool. horrors like the Bagman. Oh, the, the bag man. Ah, yes. So you have you have no idea, do I have, you? I have okay, no idea. It's and I'm like the whole thing of someone decided to hide in a bag of holding oh. and couldn't get out, and slowly we all been there? <laughs> slowly got corrupted and all that, and now at random every night they say the bag man climbs out of a random bag of holding, and be, and, and takes an item from an adventurer. Or sometimes even takes an the adventurer, <laughs> dragging them back yes. into the bag of holding, and creating another bagman. Yeah, we so, could we could have been bagmen. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of times that we've pulled the everyone just jump in the bag of holding for a few mm. minutes and hold your breath. By the way, sure. I have the house names now. We have okay. Lawhold, Witherbloom, Prismari, Quandrix, and Silverquill. Each Which one of, color is each? Silverquill is black and gray. Okay. Quandrix is, looks like a blue focus, blue and green. Mm. Prismari is blue and red. And also, I've played against Pat's Prismari MTG deck. Yes. Wasn't fun. <laughs> Witherbloom is green and black. And Lawhold looks to be white and, re- uh, white and red. Which yeah. frightens me on an MTG level because white and red. Yeah. Mm. Lots of healing and lots of daca. Healing and daca. So it's definitely going to be interesting how it works because it's going to be different to the way the wizard subclasses work yeah, normally. Like, the UA subclasses are a bit odd in that they aren't class restricted. So you have the Silver Quill curriculum basically. 
but it can be taken by, I think, wizards, sorcerers, and bards. Okay, you have my attention. Yes. This is so great. it seems like it's a bit like how spells fall under a certain school of magic, but they can be taken up by multiple classes. Mm. Yeah. So it seems like it's going to be access possibly to more spell to more a range of spells as a lot of they books seem to do be, anyway. They seem to be going down the path of just like free for all, but yeah, in a way free for all creativity. Nice. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I like that. Hmm. So um, we're looking, it's about quarter to eight now, so we might want to get into the final little stretch of tonight's episode. The plug. (laughs) Um, We will be running Unity Gaming Society tomorrow. And there will be also joining us Lego Society as well as the Wizards of the Coast Society. Don't tell them we had this conversation. (laughs) So there will be Magic the Gathering getting played as well as Dungeons and Dragons. And also people playing with blocks in the corner. <laughs> or I think hey. they might be watching Lego Masters. Not sure. It's up to them at this point. Come and, and check I, it out anyway. Yeah, yeah. We'll be running probably full steam ourselves. Kind of depends how many hands we can get on yeah. deck. Mm. We'll definitely have the VR set up, the Switch set up, and, at least, a cu- a couple and at least a couple of PCs set up. Yeah. Yep. Cool. We'll have our drinks on hand. We'll have the chocolates on hand if we still have any. Yeah. <laughs> We always have. We're gamers. We always have junk food with yeah. us. And yet you <laughs> don't have Mountain Dew. I was very disappointed at 24-hour night because that's how I stay awake. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we didn't get that. And if you can't make it to Gaming Society tomorrow but still want to get in your fix of nerdy goodness, don't be afraid to head into Blackheart Games. They're open from around the middle of the day till late, except on a couple days that none of us can ever remember. Monday, they're dr- Mondays they're closed, and Sundays it's morning sessions that they're open for, so they'll close before, like, uh, three, I think. Much okay. appreciated. Thank you. They have Warhammer. They have sometimes got Dragon Ball Super Card Game. That's they play that. Magic the Gathering. Sometimes they've they have Yu-Gi-Oh! tournaments. They've got yeah. paint. Large range of paints. They got a large range of D and D items. They have board games that you can just play in yeah, store, as well as purchase all different board games that you want to have a go at. Except the stuff that's in there, like communal section. Yeah. And then like there's you shop from the front half, you borrow yeah. from the back half. And then there's dice. Yes, there so a, many there dice. There is a bowl of dice with a spoon. Yes. <laughs> You must select your dice. Your dice addiction can be fulfilled. All part of a well-balanced breakfast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that's about it for the night. Yeah. So uh, this has been UNE Gaming Society Radio on 106.9 Tune FM. We will see you next week. Up next, we have Love Songs Ain't For, Ain't for Us by Amy Shark and Keith Urban. Bye. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.